Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Where Is This Going? Today, we have the very hilarious Adam Deggy on the podcast. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Adam Deggy. Follow him on Facebook, like his page. Adam is super hilarious. We didn't really get too much into the quote-unquote origin story that I usually do because uh, we really just got sidetracked on too many opinion stuff, which makes sense. We all got opinions. That's why we're comedians. Um, if you want to see Adam perform live, uh, you can see him at the Backyard Show, I believe the Honorable Mentions Comedy Show, uh, if there's still tickets, um, May 25th, right? 28. Damn it. May 28th. Uh, check it out. Honorable Mentions Comedy, um, May 28th. Get a ticket if you can. They were sold out their last show, their first show back after the pandemic. So tickets uh, will go fast. And yeah, we talked a lot about cancer and cancel culture. Um, Adam is a melanoma survivor. We talked about the move for melanoma hashtag. Uh, it's a uh, charity movement that him and his wife had started and dude's a funny guy and he's actually doing things for the community which is I mean I'm not in the cancer community so I don't really care but I know people with cancer so I do kind of care um, but please enjoy the show follow him check him out he'll be also recording his album uh, at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle I believe January 11 through 13. I, I want to say that's when he's doing shows there. Uh, once again, you'll hear it during the podcast. And I suck at remembering dates. Ask my history teacher. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> this episode of Where Is This Going is brought to you by Off The Grid. House of the Vintage and Handcrafted and Created in Secret. Off The Grid is located at 2863 West Shore Drive, Apartment 114 here in Holland, Michigan. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., and now open on Sundays, noon to 5. Uh, Off the Grid has everything you need from a new style to a new glass piece for your smoking. Uh, Alex and Bruce down there have curated a great selection of vintage apparel and premium glass, and you can even grab a snack while you're down there. It's it's a really great vibe. The whole thing is, uh, like I said, curated with you in mind. Uh, let let them take care of you down there. And if you mention the podcast, where is this going? Tell them we sent you and get 10% off uh, any merchandise purchased in the store. And please check them out off the grid located at 2863 West Shore Drive, apartment 114, Holland, Michigan. And back to the show. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Where Is This Going? I'm your host, Hunter Miles, and this is Where Is This Going? A podcast about artists you may not know yet, but hopefully will soon grow to appreciate at the very least. And today, 
In the studio, we have the very funny Mr. Adam Deggy of Grand Rapids. Uh, I mean, that's really all I know about him that's thus all, far. That's all anybody knows, man. <laughs> How you doing, Adam? I'm good. Hell yeah. Glad glad you could join us. Um, this has been rescheduled. I'll address it. Yes. Uh, we were originally going to do Mother's Day, which was not a great choice, probably. No. Seeing as that we both have mothers. Well. We do. And I saw my mom today, and <laughs> in hindsight, probably could have just done the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna. I see my mom all the time. I. Uh... No, she's great. My mother's phenomenal. But having said that, you know, kind of a, and I'd say this if I were a mother myself, mm-hmm. and I think I'll say this if I'm ever a father. But it's just kind of an overrated, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you appreciate me, <laughs> just. Show me that appreciation on a random day. It doesn't need to be. Yeah, let me know. It's a manufactured holiday, just like all the rest of them, really. Except for our birthdays. That's when you show me all the love. Shower me with cash. Coming from someone who doesn't even have their birthday on their Facebook profile. Which is, I mean, who do you think you are? (laughs) I think most people do that just because they don't want people to know how old they are, right? Is your... But you're still you. I didn't see. I didn't see your birth. This is what I was saying. I didn't see your birthday on your profile. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about yourself. No, that's. Oh, you're 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 shooting shots. I was doing a subliminal shot that really didn't get picked up. It was uh, more of a. I thought my birthday was on there. I can I can pull up the receipts, but I did not see it. I knew when your birthday was roughly just because you had said I'm going to be. uh, Do you want me to disclose the age? I'm 37 years old. I'm very exactly. old. Exactly. Yes, I very old. I'm almost disappointed that it's not on there. You got do the top one. Oh, top corner, right by your pink, by your finger. Yep. Like this? No, by your picture. Your picture. Nope. Nope. I'm telling you, it's not there. Any Jew. Um, happy well, belated birthday. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so you are 37. Did you grow up in Grand Rapids or the area? Um, I was born in GR. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I think I went to like Granville schools through like fourth grade, and then moved on over to the big city, Whitehall, <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> was there through high school and then came back. Well, Whitehall is um, obviously more north, right? Or yes, yes. It's like 45 from GR. I was going to say anything with white in the uh, name. Skiing. Yeah, I, I said to my parents, I was like, I don't, I don't want any color in my life. <laughs> Please move me away. I, I sat in the city I, for too long. I want to be, <laughs> not only do I want to be surrounded by white people, but I want white to be in the title. Yeah, I want that. I want, I want everyone who's not white to know that they're not welcome. Yeah. Put it in the name. It makes me even more proud to say that my best friend to this day is <laughs> not white. And I met him. I met him in Whitehall. And he's exactly. he's still he's still black. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. Is, I, I don't know the why. The community has tried to gentrify him. He's, <laughs> he's still black. Well, you know what? They can change a lot, but um, has he moved? I feel like that's how you keep your blackness. No. Well, he's. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't live in Whitehall now. Now right. he lives in Muskegon. He so. wisened up. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh, he's black. He's black, and he's got the address to prove it. Yeah, his name's Julius. He's a good guy, but. Um, you have to say that because he's I don't black, know. or. Just because I, yeah, exactly. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be canceled. No, you don't I mean, have listen, Wi-Fi, if he's, if he's, if he's a good friend of mine and my high school best friend, uh, clearly he's a good guy. He's one of the good ones. You're right. And as far as my birthday, um, <laughs> if you follow me on social media, I think you know that I don't 
airing my dirty laundry. Yeah, you're not one I for fanfare. Sh- I don't share any personal things. I don't. Nothing about your health. Or... I don't talk about opinions or health or I'm I'm. <laughs> I keep things to myself. Right, of course. So it makes perfect sense that I wouldn't have my birthday on. <laughs> As there. all comedians should. Yeah, you yeah. keep all of your best opinions, I'd say, to yourself. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I so, talk about too much, too much, I think. <laughs> did you graduate from Whitehall? I did. Okay. I graduated back in 2003. Jesus. Yeah, we're coming up on 20, 20 years. I mean, and nobody, Are you going? Does, nobody does like the uh, reunions anymore, I think. Well, I was really? talking about this at breakfast with my that mom we were talking about. <laughs> and uh, I don't even know. I think your class presidents are in charge of that. They never organize shit. I don't know who would I, pay to rent a space or how that even works. But we never, even a five-year, mm-hmm. it's never, nothing has ever yeah. happened. And I'm kind of I glad. went to Zealand East. We were the Zealand East chicks. Mm-hmm. So... We were supposed to have a chicks year reunion on the sixth year. Really? Yeah. I don't know what you want to call it. I'll call it corny. You can <laughs> choose your word. Um, but I reached out personally because I'm friends still mm-hmm. with our class president. It's we're still young, so no mm-hmm. one's completely right, right. Uh, discommunity, ex- whatever, any Jew. And she was just like, no, I'm not organizing this. You, Why would you? She goes, if you want to, you can organize. Well, it. you said, know, the, the reason I think that they ever were a thing as far as high school reunions is that, you know, this was pre-social media. Right, exactly. Pre-smartphone. So unless you had somebody's phone number or you still hung out with them and you're a close personal friend. You didn't know what they were you doing. You didn't know how they were. Let's be honest. The whole reason we appreciate social media is the same reason people appreciated high school reunions because you wanted to see who was doing worse than you. Exactly. That's I, all it comes down to. I need a baseline to see I'm yes, better than. Exactly. Because yeah. you look in the mirror and you're like, should I do this another day? Mm-hmm. Probably not. And now but somebody out there has it worse than me. And now we don't have reunions. <laughs> no. Now we don't have reunions because we're on Facebook yes. and we see every day. Every that, day is a reunion. And everyone's life is, you know, probably a little bit better than mine. So I don't want to well, see them rub it in my face. Social media is it's an exaggeration of, well, of good and bad. So either people are making their life sound worse or people are making especially comics. I mean, ev- <laughs> Especially Saturday night. Every every Saturday night on social media is how great the show was. Everybody crushed. Mm, panties, right. panties were thrown on panties stage. Panties dropped. I Every, killed. Everybody made a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, none of the shows were that good. Mm. I mean, I'm sure they were fun, but that's yeah. pumping. I'm sure it was a, I'm sure it was a great time. Thing. We all do the same thing. Exactly. Especially a show, even a show that you went to that you weren't Which on. We needed, it was a hell of a show. We need that kind of positivity. So continue mm. to do that. I but, mean, we need yeah, we need other people to come to our shows. It's all uh, it's all bullshit, man. Well, but that's, that's social what, media. That's uh, I think the reason that the high school reunions aren't nearly as as popular anymore. Because why would you go to f- see how somebody's doing in person when you could just find out on social media? You know, right. Now, do you, besides uh, Julius, do you hang out with or talk to anyone from high school still? Oh, I thought you were going to say. Do you have any more black friends? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, besides Julius, do you talk to anybody else that's not white? That's not white. Other anyone with myself? a little melanin? Um, you had funny. a long day on the disc golf course or maybe just camping with friends and don't want to struggle in search of the perfect edible to elevate the fun? Well, Pearly Baker Edibles has you covered with their new and convenient day trip box and campfire box. Each one has just enough variety for any cannabis consumer's palate. And you can 
share with a friend or just enjoy alone. Uh, the day tripping box has the jerky and lighthearted lemonade, each medicated at a hundred milligrams of THC. The gone nuts, which is a delicious, sweet and spicy deluxe nut treat at 150 milligrams of THC and the fruit by the milligram, uh, delicious fruit leather, uh, with 50 milligrams of THC. And that's for like your normal day trip to a disc golf course, you know, out with friends. And then there's the campfire box, which is the perfect s'mores kit. Uh, as the Coco Loco Bar, which is 200 milligrams of THC, the Smoosh Mallow and Stoned Coco, each at 100 milligrams of THC, and Graham Crackers, perfect for that stoned s'mores. Uh, Pearly Baker edibles are made with whole flour in small batches for your best experience, and they can be found on Instagram in storefronts across Michigan and with cannabis delivery services. Follow them on Instagram at Pearly Baker Edibles, and we thank you for being a sponsor, and please... Let them know that we sent you, and you can receive a free peach ring. Uh, the best thing I like, the most, what I like most about Pearly Baker Edibles is the play on the traditional snacks that we had as kids growing up, and you'll see that with your free peach ring if you tell them we sent you. So, thank you. Back to the show. Funny enough, while we're on melanin, uh, <laughs> yesterday, well, and through today, you can still participate. This yes. won't be out. This will be passed. I'm sorry. It's fine. But the we move from the move for melanoma movement. Yeah, man, it's gonna happen next year too. So we of can course. talk about it. But um, my wife and I started like uh, an annual virtual 5K last year because mm-hmm. it was right in smack dab in the middle of COVID, which right. Uh, I don't know which way your viewers lean, but was real. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly was a thing that happened. And I hope this isn't news to you. <laughs> and um. So I had melanoma, and uh, I know that a lot of other people uh, probably know somebody who's mm-hmm. had skin cancer. But My mom, yeah. Right. I also knew that um, there's a lot of misconceptions about skin cancer, and people just don't know shit. Right. And they should know things because, I mean, it's, you know. Everyone's you could... susceptible. Right, right. So I just wanted to do something to help spread awareness, so I did it during um, – Skin Cancer Awareness Month, which is the month of May, which also mm. happens to be the month of my birthday. And so no one just no one knows together. that, by the way. No one knows that no. the month of May is well, Skin Cancer Awareness Month. Every month is so many things that people, <laughs> short of the holidays. I thought a different. Uh, people don't know shit. I thought a different ethnicity had this month, to be honest. <sighs> they probably do. I mean, the Mexicans kick we, it off with Cinco yeah, de Mayo. Yeah, we share. Which is actually America kicking it off. We all share a lot of months. <laughs> in, the, in the name of Mexico. But, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, so we <laughs> we do a uh, virtual 5K, of which course. eventually maybe it's going to be all everybody in person. But I think it's actually easier and maybe better this way because people can do it from different states. Like I had a buddy, uh, you know, who uh, shared a picture after his 5K from Florida. People mm-hmm. in uh, other states around the country, you could do it anywhere else in the world if you wanted. To. Right, and you don't. Yeah, because you don't have to. A virtual five k. You don't have to come to a meeting uh, place for a weekend, Friday through Sunday. We give people an opportunity to do their own five k, which mm-hmm. you can run, jog, <laughs> skate. You can do literally whatever you want, or just lie and say you did it and <laughs> post a selfie uh, after the fact mm-hmm. uh, with the hashtag we provide, and just help spread awareness that way. And then you can also donate to the Skin Cancer Foundation through a link that we 
we get through the uh, the foundation. So it's uh, it's good karma, if nothing else. And mm-hmm. I think there's just like I said, there's a lot of shit people don't understand about right. skin cancer, and also people think that. It's funny because in the beginning I even had jokes about it because I didn't know. But mm-hmm. people think that skin cancer is like, oh, well, that's of all the cancers, that's the that's one the you best want. one, right? And it's like it's it's actually one of the worst, right? Because uh, if it gets past the surface of your skin, putting mm-hmm. it in stage three in the lymph nodes or in stage four in like your organs, then it's right. kind of it's just it's something you're gonna have to f- deal with your entire life yeah. you can like get rid of it either through surgery and and treatment but then mm-hmm. like five years or ten years later it could come back right and melanoma is different from other cancers because a lot of shit you can do the treatment and then be in remission and the further you get from treatment the 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 higher your chances are the less the chances right. are for a lot of cancers right yeah that's what i so mean. like if you get 10 years down the road the chances of it coming back are are you know minimal but right melanoma the, the further you get from treatment the the greater the chances are so that sucks plus but, uh, i'm trying to help people avoid being in my situation or even right. worse somebody in stage four so if you've got something weird on your skin Get it looked at, you know, if if a mole looks different from other moles or if it's not symmetrical on both sides, that could be a sign. If it's darker than the rest or, or it has gotten darker over time, that's a sign. If it's gotten bigger or changed mm-hmm. shape, these are all things you want to keep in mind and uh, just get that shit looked at, man. You probably have gone to the clinic and had the doctor look at your genitalia, you know? Right. I mean, so, I mean just because you don't like Mostly something's on your shoulder, just because mm-hmm. you don't fuck with your shoulder, you know, you should still get that looked at. <laughs> Right? Yeah, the word dermatologist shouldn't sound too expensive to check it out. No, I mean, depending on what your well, health insurance is or, or if you have any. But even if, I mean, mm. worry about that later, you know? Right. You could accumulate a lot of medical bills and just die with those bills and you don't ever have to pay them. But say, you at least want to try to live long. You can, you'd be surprised the amount of debt you can accrue before. I mean, legally, they have to do something, but I don't know if they can garnish your wagers for medical for medical, debt, though, for medical stuff. They? I don't know. I know legal stuff. They they of can. course child support. They but will. I, I I would have a hard time believing though that like if uh, but I mean say if a fellow like myself did a year worth of treatment and that mm-hmm. shit is you guys think gas prices have gone up? <laughs> you should see the price of fucking cancer treatment. And I right. even have to do chemo or radiation. Mm-hmm. I was doing immunotherapy which is kind of the opposite but still like 15 grand an iv bag very right. expensive it was like two grand with insurance or something which is still a lot i mean okay I've got money fucking, bags geez go on no i've got bills stacked up man you make you make payments but uh right. please pay me that if someone is <laughs> like a sugared uh sugar mama, mama or daddy or, i couldn't care we're less open which gender you are if you're gonna pay my bills <laughs> but um yeah, very expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I what was what I was getting to is I don't think like if if you went through a year of treatment and then you were in remission and then started working again <laughs> and you're waiting for your first paycheck like what the fuck? <laughs> oh, the government actually took that cuz uh, yeah, you, oh yeah, that you would, would pay be... for your chemo, you <laughs> fucking deadbeat. <laughs> Wait, I don't think they can do that, but I don't they, know. I, I don't think they can, but I mean a civil maybe a civil suit, but Sure. Yeah, from the hospital. Yeah, these fucking Whoever's I it's making, greedy. It's greedy. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, just um, big farm and the medical industry yeah. in America in general, for sure. I mean, Mike, they're doing okay. Yeah, I'm, believe me, I know. My sister had uh, 
especially when you talk about it getting to the lymph nodes. Mm-hmm. My sister had uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma mm-hmm. as, uh, I want to say a child. She was like 12, 11, 12, and was fine in remission um, for like over almost 15 years, I think. Wow. I want to say over 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then got breast cancer. Ugh. Yeah, came back right after she had twins. Christ, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, at least it was after, I guess. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, she's fine now. We're good. We're cool beans. Um, I'll say that, and she'll get cancer again, and then I'll have to delete this episode. Um, Fuck cancer, though, man. That's I know it's rough. But uh, we can never be... know. Why did you get it? Why did I get it? Yeah. Why did you do it? Was it was you? The, uh, were you a comedian first? The doctor said it was a combination of. Uh, an abnormally large penis and an abundance of talent. I think we've all been there. I think it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't, don't, maybe you could be more prone to certain type of cancers uh, genetically. Genetically, but right. But nobody else in my family had it, so it certainly wasn't that. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm sure studies have been done to find out if you are more prone right. to cancer in general or certain types of other people in mm-hmm. your family tree have had it. Diseases and but, stuff um, too, yeah. For, for me, I, I you know, a lot of, too, the, the misconceptions about uh, melanoma or skin cancer are that it's, like, ex- solely from exposure to the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not necessarily. Because I was never a take-your-shirt-off-in-public fun-in-the-sun <laughs> guy. I I, you seem like so you had I, the confidence. I had no. <laughs> so I, it was just a mole I had since I was, like, a kid, which was another thing. So I never thought about it. Because some people think it'll just be, like, a mole that pops a up new one day. One. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And then they find out it's skin cancer. But you could have some shit your whole life, and then it just changes mm. and uh, becomes melanoma. So that's it, something you can It had about. started to grow or change yeah, shape? Yeah, it, it changed, like, uh, shape and color and size. And, I mean, I, I, I people had said for years, I hate to think about it, but people had said for years, like, you should get that looked at. And mm. I was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's you the know? same one. Shut I've up! Had. <laughs> you don't know my body. Um, but it was fine for years, I think. And then, you know, two or three years ago, my wife was like, "Yeah, you should, she reminded me." And then finally, I said, "You know, I should go look." Mm-hmm. And you know, fortunately, uh, I found out before it was further than the lymph nodes, and it was just in a few. But like the the depth, because it, you know, melanoma is not just on the surface of your right. skin; it's like under and so they had to take Mm -hmm. a a good amount of skin from my back and then because of the depth i'm at a higher risk of it coming back because they they put them in like stage three is in like three categories like right a b or c and i think it was b so Mm. it's not the worst but not the best but yeah it just wasn't completely into the lymph yeah yeah but i don't i mean it that's the thing man there's there's been thousands of studies done that show like oh if you eat sugar Mm -hmm. or you know I'm sure alcohol. All these you processed could, People stuff. say you can't drink a bottle of water if it's been sitting in the sun. Mm-hmm. So many the... things, dude. They, this fucking thing that I put up to my face <laughs> six hours a day. Hold next to I our balls. I held it like this. Right. I never talk on the phone. <laughs> it's like this, and I'm staring at it. FaceTiming from like this, maybe. Texting but... or, or you know, gambling. <laughs> but... Yeah, so I don't know, man. I mean, it it's probably a combination of, you know, ex- some exposure to the sun mm-hmm. and then just whatever the fuck else. Yeah. But it's Genetics not even it's shit. not and then having said that, like your your sister or these these poor mm-hmm. kids even before 12 or however old 
mm-hmm. I, they're born with cancer. Right. Or when they're fucking one years old. So, I mean, they didn't even have, it's not like they had bad eating habits or they didn't, didn't exercise or any of these they things. They couldn't have been exposed to so much. So, who knows, right. man? I mean, I think it's just, um, if there is a God, he hates us. Yeah. <laughs> or there isn't a God. I think there's an argument to be made. I don't know made. if you ever get this deep on this <laughs> podcast. Oh, no, we definitely have. I mean, I'm pro-God. That's been my argument. But mm-hmm. um, I'm so not... So you think he just hates us? Then? I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> I'm not opposed to that notion. I do believe... Maybe it's... I do believe in... Pro-God. <laughs> I do... I love it. I mean, specifically Jesus. I'm pro-Jesus. Yes. <laughs> um, son of God. But... I do believe there is some, definitely some weight to the genetic um, sure, predisposition because yeah. my sister had uh, lymphoma. Mm-hmm. Years later, I'm getting um, I'm getting something on my arm looked at. It was like a cellulitis or something, mm-hmm. I think. And the doctor takes a look. Like my child, my family doctor takes a look at my mom's leg and goes, "Have you ever had that looked at? Looked at?" Like she has a big mole right mm-hmm. here, and she was like, "No, Ooh, my bad." You good? <laughs> no, he, he was like, "Has it always been that big?" She goes, "I mean, not, not really. It has kind of because it was like, right? It was a large, like protruding mole, and they uh, took like he wanted to remove it right there. Mm-hmm. So, and my mom and hates. They will. Yeah, and my mom hates needles. Uh, so that was a whole right. ordeal, <laughs> especially since we just went in there but for I mean, my. They'll, they'll numb yeah. me up, and you don't have to look. But yeah, it was yeah, the worst. It was rough, but yeah, they took it out, uh, sent it in for a biopsy. It was cancerous. Right, right. So, I mean, when, <laughs> whenever you get it checked, it, it's never okay. Well, I can't say it's never too late, but always. If you see something, say something. Yeah, I yeah, think that's what they say in New York. As soon as possible. Right. Yeah, as soon as you notice something. <laughs> Why did I say it's never too late? That just prolong it. Well, it's <laughs> you gotta I've used this analogy before, but you've mm-hmm. gotta you've the mindset has to be like a a Karen. Like it, <laughs> you live in a neighborhood with mostly white people <laughs> and you see something that's darker than the rest of the, the things and darker bigger, than the background. Yeah. And just because of that, you assume this is dangerous, <laughs> and you call the police. But if it's on case, your body. In this case, you call the dermatologist. Yes. And once again, so sounds expensive. Take the racism that mm. you use against people and just <laughs> transfer that into moles. Now, are you saying black people can't get skin cancer? No, I think they certainly can, but I, I do know that they're less likely. Right. I, I know this is, because that's the, a, also a myth of sunburn. Like, black people can't get sunburn. No, we can. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a great example. No, but you you're my stepdads. Yeah, yeah, there's there's darker blacks. Yeah, there's darker blacks than I. Um, but but no, I I think any you know any skin complexion can technically get sunburn and mm-hmm. technically get skin cancer, but it's for sure more it's common for sure whiteies in the whites. Um, it's killing a lot more white people. Final, which, finally, you have a plight. Even as even as someone who has stage three cancer and and you know. Is at a higher risk of getting stage four or stage three cancer again in the future. Mm-hmm. I will say that I think it's a anything that kills Whitey. mostly white people is probably good for the world. Exactly. So I th- I think we need to be aware of it. Not necessarily do we need to stop we it. We don't want to get rid of it all together. Exactly. If we could focus it, actually. Just make, uh, <laughs> 
make an effort, you know, to the to the point that people are like, they're they're trying. Right. Yeah. yeah I won't. <laughs> they're not killing all the whitey. Right. So yeah, if if any way we can weaponize melanoma, um, right, I think that's actually what the melanoma research is for. It's to weaponize it. Well, I mean, that would. Yeah, I gotta. But how do we know they're not already doing that? I believe they are. They look at you. Right. They, they saw, saw a big me, talent like, in that they platform. They saw me. They, uh, they were like, hey, this guy got booked a few more places this year. He's got some steam here. He's picking up steam. Stop he, him in his tracks. He's starting to show signs of happiness and confidence. Let's fucking shove this right. <laughs> this cancer he cock was, right down his throat. He was just settling down with his wife, thinking about having a kid. Yeah, and then. <laughs> got saved by the cancer. Um when did you start comedy? How long have you been doing stand-up? Oh, God. You know, it's funny, because when you first start, you round up to sound mm -hmm. cool, you know? That's what I'm doing right like, now. Have you been I say doing... two and a half years. Right. If you've been doing it one and a half, you're like, two and a half, yeah. <laughs> then you do it for over a decade, you start rounding down, because you, you know, people just assume... Like, you didn't make it yet. Time so... equals success. Right. No matter the market, they're like, well, if you're, you haven't been on television yet, you've been doing it over mm -hmm. ten years, like, you must suck. Um, which isn't uh, necessarily the case. Certainly right. the case for me, but not for everybody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been, God. Oof. I mean, I started comedy, like, as far as the first open mic I did, mm -hmm. probably 15 years ago. Wow. How long have I been doing comedy? Mm -hmm. A couple months. <laughs> Shut up. How over, long have I been, like, work? How long have I been working on it? Like, real hard past three months? Yeah. In totality, how much effort have I given it in terms of years? <laughs> six months. I mean, it's six months of good hard work. Mm -hmm. um, after that, maybe you can have a career. Have What got you... Well, I mean, we'll backtrack a little bit. Were you growing up at all with comedy in the house? I mean, I personally was an idiot. So my, my mm -hmm. old man was like, you know... Uh, it's cliche to say dad jokes now and sounds, sounds lame because it's been, become a thing. But he uh, he was a fan of the jokes, but he wasn't like a fan. Of, he was a musician. He actually played the drums mm. and was always uh, an artistic dude, like etched glass. He made art glass for a living, okay. had like owned his own art glass studio. And then that ugh, went under <laughs> tank. Not a big and then market. he worked for another company, etching glass. And he was always a musician and um so he was an artistic guy. He liked the arts and he appreciated comedy. But I don't remember him like listening to like comedy. You you hear a lot of comics talk about like my dad used to listen to these comedy albums yeah. in the house and they'd always right. be on Robin Williams. Yeah, and yeah. Pryor my old man didn't do that. Yeah. He was listening to music all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I got my sense of humor for him. And my mom too also has like a dry sense of humor. She let's let's give her her credit as well. Right. She she was funny too. But um, I was just kind of a class clown and an idiot, and I was never. Uh, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm not what you'd call a fighter. More, oh. of, more of an idiot. Yeah, same. I'm the guy who was like, my friends would fight, and I'd be in the corner like, yeah, that's right, you stupid fuck. You know, <laughs> cracking jokes. Right. Not actually fighting. Cause my first fight, bitch, you know? my first fight was almost exactly that, Um, and I just got roped into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, My friend Shelby and I, a girl in sixth grade, were talking shit, mostly her, about this kid. And he turns around and just punches me in the face. Of course. Because he's a gentleman. And I believe our voices sounded similar. 
And so he was just like, I don't know which one of you said it. I'm taking a guess. And <laughs> thankfully, I had larger friends then who mm-hmm. stepped in. Um, and I never really got. Ed DeVoog. Yeah. <laughs> I had Ed DeVoog there to back me up. He was actually my gym teacher. Yeah. And. <laughs> And so I never really got messed with too much, especially from him. But it was always from me running my mouth and shit. Right. And then a little bit later, some more black kids joined my gym class. And fuck yeah, dude. Fuck him. That's that's how that went. Yeah, uh, sure. No, yeah, no, I no was, one wrestled me. I was me. the, you know, quote unquote, class clown, which is mm-hmm. the most cliche thing you can say as a comic. But I, it really was. Right. And um, in the yearbook, in senior yearbook, I was voted class comedian. So that that's when I knew, I knew first of all, whatever people think of you in high school, that's what you have to be the rest of your life. That's what really matters. And so if which, if you were shitty in high school, that's because you are shit. Which I remember, there was another kid. Mm. He was voted class sexual predator, and he is now. And that makes sense. His, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put his handle right here. So um, <laughs> yeah. We all know who he is. But, um, yeah, I was kind of an idiot, and uh, I was always a smart ass, either to get out of fights or to just, you know, I, I would, uh, I would, my whole life I've always, I've been, I think my priorities were always wrong, and I'd be, I'd be more, when I should have been studying or, you know, right. learning and listening in class, I'd be thinking of, like, what's funny? How do I make this funny? How, you know, how do I make fun of this person? It, constantly. Right. But I wasn't, when I say that, don't think that I, I was never big and strong and cool enough to be a bully. I, <laughs> I was getting picked on, de- like most comics. Defending yourself with words. But yeah, you know, you learn how to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, Verbally, in for, order to defend yourself. Because <laughs> that's what small people do. Exactly. I, and I'm, I'm small, but not in the traditional sense. I'm no, fairly you're tall. Yeah, I'm fairly gangly. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've realized this. Some call it lanky. I call it lack of strength. What's the tree character from the uh, Groot? Yeah. Okay. You got a little Groot. I'll take a little Groot. Um, guys got some wood. Mm-hmm. I I was never a fighter, but I used comedy one to deflect and defend, mm-hmm. but mostly. As a social, a yes. social point. I, th- same dude. Because I th- and still to this day, and I don't think people would um, believe it or or make the assumption, but and I think most comics are like this. Where I'm still to this day more comfortable in front of like even you know 300 strangers on mm-hmm. stage mm-hmm. than I would be in like a social setting of like 10 people I just met. Right. Definitely. I've got some like undiagnosed but i know social anxiety Mm -hmm. and i think that part of why i was always try to be funny was like to crack the ice or to make things more comfortable for myself selfishly and that's kind of how i did it where everybody else would be serious Mm -hmm. or at least like i don't know probably dudes trying to hook (laughs) up with chicks and i was you know they're trying to be the cool ones making jokes instead Mm mm-hmm uh, which is part of the reason I'm still a virgin. But, um, that's that's the reason for no kids. I was going to ask, but... Well, no. <laughs> that is because uh, occasionally I will hip-check my wife down the steps. <laughs> no. Or just into the banister, just so she... <laughs> Listen, before I get canceled, 
If anybody is physical, it is my wife. <laughs> and he, he's got the bruises to prove I'm afraid it. of her. Mm-hmm. I, no. I've never met. Should I say your name? You can say my. I've sorry. never met Nikki. She's she's uh, she's scary. I don't doubt it. She's a lovely lady and she's precious, but she. Because I see you out of the house an awful lot. Yeah, and, she's uh, from Well, listen, oh. she doesn't know I'm gone, so we'll have to delete this. I tell her I'm uh, going out back to water the grass. Water the grass. She's like, at eight? For, for the first five minutes, I'm right. just pissing on it. Then I just, you know. Dip into the car, put it in neutral. Yeah, I, I, I tuck her in, you know. Put her to sleep, and then I'm I'm off with the boys. <laughs> Okay, I forgot. Okay, class clown. Did you go to college? I did not. We were ta- so we were talking earlier about like the class reunion thing. Right. And, uh, you asked if I still had friends from high school. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like three or four I stay in touch with regularly, and then there's probably another four or five that I'm like close enough with that they'd like invite me to a wedding, mm-hmm. whether or not I went, I don't know. <laughs> but because um, I never, you know. That second group of friends, which I think is why the camaraderie and c- comedy is so appreciated mm-hmm. and half the reason people start and continue to do it, it's, it's you know... I mean, if you're starting comedy for, you know, to be famous and rich, you're starting it for the wrong reason and it's not going to happen for everybody, so... You shouldn't also just start it but to I, have friends, but... Yeah, I never made that second... <laughs> I never made that college group of friends, mm-hmm. so you lose touch with high schoolers and then it becomes people you meet via work or a hobby slash dream like comedy, Mm -hmm. which I mean, so most of my friends now, obviously I met through comedy. Right. Um, But I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't have as close. I mean, the the older you get, obviously it's Mm -hmm. the same for everybody, but like my, my wife speaking to her, she's weirdly has like 10 friends from high school. She's still very close with. They Mm -hmm. have like a weekend every year. They meet, and hang out and they see Ew. each other whenever a they girls can. weekend yeah i know they they've stayed very close though which mm-hmm. especially for uh i'm not generalizing all girls but a lot of the girls i've met and my wife would agree girls can be very petty mm-hmm. and they could you could hold a grudge right from fucking from high school like oh she fucked so-and-so and i will never talk to that person again but at least it's a talking point every time you guys yes. meet up so they they have all managed to stay close oh yeah and uh, that's that's not the norm. And I, me, I've got you know two or three friends I'm still pretty cool with mm. from high school. But I don't know. People just get older, man. Right. You'll see. Uh, no, I I'm aware. They, and you've got you've already, you've got a. Do the, your listeners know you? You've reproduced. <laughs> I have a child. Yes. Okay. Yes, I believe. Uh, so if I, I mean, haven't. You, you've already seen like I mean, well, because just you know, people don't have kids, and then the people who do have kids probably aren't going to hang out with those people very much. Right. Anymore. Or even you get separated by couples. You know. I can remember being the third wheel, the third wheel, mm-hmm. which I kind of miss. Um, but no, you Actually, uh, we're looking for a third wheel now. People start doing couple things mm-hmm. or only activities with other people who have fucking kids. And, right. Uh, you know, I mean, we all separate and and then you just what what has always bothered me. And I'm rambling now. And I was even trying to do bits about this. But like it bothers me that people. The, you get to a certain age where you just have your group of friends and mm-hmm. then you're fine with that and you're okay with that and then there's it never changes when in reality we should be updating our friends right similar to you know like a, like an oil change or maybe mm-hmm. maybe not that frequent but like uh like a cell phone yeah you know? 
if your friend, if you have a, because we all let a two-year contract, we all let friends linger, and you may be the friend, Mm -hmm. but like who you don't, it's it's lot, Mm -hmm. it's it's one-sided. You're you're doing a lot more for this friendship than they are, right? You know, they're they're not giving as much as you're giving. There's no effort from them. Maybe there's a lot of effort from you. Why don't you replace that friend? Exactly. You know? you, it's reached its and point. It, I, I honestly think people just get to an age where they, they, they're certainly... People even have an attitude about it. Like, I've, I've got enough friends. Right. I've, yeah. I've, I've got enough friends and I, I, don't, I don't need any more. No new friends. There was a yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> but why, why not? We should always be you know, looking to get better friends and fucking I tell other mm. people, like, hey, dude, I love you, but yeah. And you suck as a friend, you know? It's learning new stuff, too, because you... It, right. I mean, obviously, we have friends who enlighten us and bring things into our mm-hmm. lives, but at what point are they going to run out of new shit? No, and I... I and need I someone else who knows it's shit. It's probably, over the course of the last five years, it's probably been harder for me than ever to, like, not just completely say, I want nothing to do with this person because mm-hmm. of, unfortunately, because of politics. Right. Um, But when I say politics... That bothers me too. Mm-hmm. Is when people are like, mm-hmm. "Don't lose friends over like politics." Well, politics. Like, are we disagreeing on policies? Right. Are we disagreeing on human rights? Or yeah, are we disagreeing on human rights? Or like people who think all gays go to hell and they're yeah. homophobic and transphobic or blatantly racist? Like, right. that's a, a deal breaker. That's not <laughs> negotiable. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, I root for the tigers and you root for the minnesota twins but we could still be friends <laughs> the twins aren't trying to yeah. kill my trans friends yeah, exa- i don't know exactly <laughs> exactly it, like when it when it comes to that shit yeah i i <laughs> you're right i don't know much about minnesota or their I, trans agenda for that type of shit yeah not only will i tell a former friend to fuck off like mm-hmm. i've i've legitimately i can't say disowned because i it's not like i wasn't they're in, not mine to own i wasn't trying to <laughs> I wasn't in charge of like keeping f- cousins alive, right? But I've certainly like blocked them, f- right, from social media, disassociated, and, ha- and have no association with them, right? Yeah, because of their beliefs and the way they think, and I'm okay with that. Same, like that. I'm mm-hmm. I, the the whole blood is thicker than water thing. Um, I guess, I, but I don't care. But but also, what <laughs> what's considered water? I don't exactly, and I would just I don't. Uh, it, it, so many people, I still hear you know talk about like my mom or my dad still thinks this and still says this but he's my dad and that's just the way he is and no fuck that right tell him (laughs) this is stupid if your dad was just saying that about you yeah would you just be like ugh? i I can't believe how many people just tolerate it like fortunately fortunately for me my dad is dead (laughs) and he died way before you know Way before the gays. 2016 election, so oh. I didn't even have to worry about knowing. Um, and I, he was a hippie, and he was definitely on the other side of things. I was going to say, so he, he seemed like a hippie. He wouldn't have been that guy. Yeah. but he also wouldn't we'd... have been that guy. But but still, I mean, it's just, it, it's got to suck, man, to, mm. to be in that position where you have a, a close relative or a friend or parent that is just blatantly racist or homophobic, and you mm-hmm. feel like you can't say anything because that's you pass it off as well that's just the way that's how they grew up and they were raised that's just the way they are like no i don't i don't fucking care how old they are Mm -hmm. why they think that way they shouldn't think that way and you and you shouldn't feel 
Okay. You shouldn't feel like you have to accept it exactly. or be okay with it. And because you, they're your elder. Or tiptoe around it. Or right. you can be I don't there's no reason in not telling them that it's wrong. Especially if you right. tr- if you truly believe mm-hmm. and doing doing whatever you can to just head them off wherever they're going. I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm I not mean, asking anybody to, to kill. Ties with oh, I thought meant to kill. Parents. Okay, kill your dad. But yeah. that's what Adam did. Yeah, before he could vote in the election, he you know, he was just kind of on the fence. He's like, listen, I don't hate the gays, but should they get married? And next thing you know, he's in the dirt. <laughs> I told you, Dad. I gave you. I gave you. I. I told you three strikes and you're out. I give you two warnings. Next thing you know, I'm smothering you with a pillow. And now you know my stance on immigration. <laughs> Wait, gay marriage. I don't. He didn't yeah, like the Mexicans either. Uh, I don't no. know, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so so the older you get, I think you should just. Uh, it's easier. You, you realize yeah. that friends and even family is kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's all. I don't want to stay replaceable, kind of. but like. What do you What do you walk on an eggshells for? It's and definitely expandable. It's also a cop out when people say that, like, "Oh, we can't just you. You can still have friends you you disagree with." Sure, like I said, yeah. As as long as it's a negotiable disagreement, right? As long as you can make a viable argument, then we can disagree. Right. Yeah. If I can agree to disagree with you, right. that's but fine. If, you, if you're comparing people. Uh, protesting and even looting because people that look like them keep getting murdered Right to people who stormed the Capitol yeah. because the person they voted for didn't win <laughs> and saying that they're the same. Then yeah. That's, I'm, I'm sorry. And they're justified by the I'm same reasoning. Gonna, I continue yeah. to be okay with you because we disagree. That's that's a non-negotiable right. disagreement. Sorry. Well, as a white man, you, you're taking a, a pretty questionable stance, but... You know what? I had cancer. That puts me in the group of minorities. That's okay? Right? Say it. You can say it. What was I going to say? Nigga. Um, uh, <laughs> were you going to drop the I said hard I had cancer. I said, there's no amount of cancer, I think, that would make it okay for me to just... <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine that it just turned you black? Actually, what's up, um, my? Hey, I got I got, I got cancer. cancer. Oh, so you're ready to die? Oh, Is so that you're, what you're, you're you're easier for us to get rid of? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So after uh, graduating from the Great White Hall, um, White Hall Vikings, baby. <laughs> Vikings, that's where you were. Yes, sir. Nice. Better than chicks. I'll Speaking give you that. Of a group of people who were. Actually, really terrible humans. <laughs> the Vikings were so many mascots, though. There's yeah. so many mascots, um, and I get I get the racial tension over um, and the racist connotations behind the Redskins and right. um, maybe the Cleveland Indians. I don't know, but <laughs> the Vikings are just a malicious group. Yes, but I. Th- it's at least. Being celebrated, I get raping, right, I raping and pillaging. Not. It's whatever. We were yeah, all doing well, it. I mean, it's, we were all doing it. Yeah, it's it's different from like the Redskins because that's essentially a slur. Yeah, that's what we were calling um, them. Should we celebrate the Vikings? I mean, should we celebrate Christopher Columbus? Probably not. <laughs> it all comes back down um, to cancel well, yeah, all travelers. We can't cancel everything at at once. <laughs> Space them out. 
soon enough, white men won't, straight white men won't even. But I mean, I think that's able the to whole say point, right? Is that like, hey, we're the Vikings. Did I do we're, clickbait we're right? Strong, and we know. Yeah, you did it right. <laughs> um, if if we start looking into everything, I mean, mm-hmm. well, and, and now that they're like, uh, and I'm all for it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like the changes, uh, like uh, of the logos of these companies and stuff, and like, oh, we found we we did our research and we found out that historically, the like roots. Or the beginnings of this company are racist. Yeah. They probably are, but unfortunately, probably 80% of companies that have been around since before the 50s. Exactly. Probably, Pretty racist. Yeah. All, Which sucks, man. All household names. But we can't start all over at once. Exactly. Eventually. If anything, we need to... I don't think we need to necessarily cancel old things. Let's just push new things. Yeah, push new things. And I mean, you push can black change, owned you can things change if your you name wanna... and logo. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. Go ahead, make it. it make it less racist if you want. Right. Uh, I mean, it's preferred, but we can also. Because I mean, promote new things. The beginnings of that company, as far as the people are, f- f- dead. Right, and it was. So I would hope again, that in the times, things got more progressive as as, as time went. Although that's clearly not happening mm. because we know. I have an interesting. Qu- I don't know. I just the same thought- dumb beliefs are taught over and over and yeah. over again. And- now. Speaking of bad genetics. No, with... This has been an argument in comedy. Um, things that were said and done years ago in the time, mm-hmm. uh, in the context, the social context was completely different. Right. It was fine to make these jokes. Um, but do you think... An apology... Do you think an apology from all of those jokes or for all of those jokes are necessary or like should, the same you, way are you saying should comics apologize for things they said like 30 years ago right i mean the same way that companies should maybe <sighs> rebrand no because i well here's the thing is mm-hmm. we all know the difference between like a quote unquote racist joke Right. And something that was just like taken out of context that wasn't meant to like if you're telling a joke to make everybody laugh, that's based on race or a stereotype. Right. That's one thing which black comics and white comics and Hispanic comics and Asian comics mm-hmm. can do and have done. But if you're telling a joke at the expense of a race and you're only looking for one race, especially, right. you know, and that was most likely white people to laugh, mm-hmm. then that's that's. Yeah. Probably not and, okay, and that wasn't okay at any time. Usually, no, right, no, but it was t- certainly more tolerated. Exactly. Yeah, What's yeah. crazy, dude, Ex- is like you know, I, I was one of my I don't want to say idols, but a guy that I think a lot of people, especially that do roaster, uh, which isn't mm-hmm. me either, but um, like a Don Rickles, right? There's no fucking way that dude could do <laughs> any of that shit. Now. Exactly. Yeah, and I don't know. Having said that, I don't know Don Rickles personally, but I think the people that knew Don Rickles wouldn't say that he was a racist or that he was trying to just make white people laugh because I think everybody was laughing, but he certainly was saying shit that you could not say and probably mm-hmm. shouldn't say right now. And I think it's it's all case by case basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we just had this recent thing with you know Hinchcliffe and shit, right? Um, and I mean, there's different arguments for why it was okay and why it wasn't and shit and i, I don't know it for mm-hmm. me it's like as far as slurs i mean we're talking what 
six or eight words right. in the English language you can't say? How hard is it? How to hard is it to say those fucking words? Stay away. Like it's not even a race thing. Right. But when you look at it from a purely a comedic perspective, mm. which is why I have like a lot of problems with like these right wing personalities yeah. or these these pundits who are like quote unquote comics are supposed to be and they're doing all this super hack racist shit it's poor my writing. issue is obviously it's racist first mm-hmm. but but secondly and more importantly for my comedy brain right. is that it's hack it's yes. poor writing it's lazy exactly and it's it's so a slur is always just gonna it's, it's just hack and lazy yep. and fucking you there's only so many words that you know you can't say why are you still how hard is it not to my take was even go with a lesser slur and it right. would it would have been fine honestly though i mean it's not fine but and then you know wouldn't have been as big of a miss on that swing i don't know dude it's and if the person you were talking about who was just on stage is is after the after the fact very upset and clearly he didn't find it funny and you weren't cool enough with that person or good enough friends to say that mm. And it doesn't matter the context or what was said before, why you said those things. The fact is you said it and it's and even if as a comic or anybody, even if you can make a compelling argument that this is why he should be able to say that Mm. it doesn't matter. You know that you know what's going to happen. You know the consequences. You know, it's 2021. You know, things are different, Mm -hmm. Um, whether or not you think they should be or they shouldn't be. You can give it all the context. You know what's going to happen. There was one thing you People shouldn't have, been, have done. People have quote unquote right. canceled or dropped by their label or management mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck for for lesser things. So yeah, why definitely. the fuck are you doing it, dude? You know what's going to happen. And maybe, okay, one more defense for Tony. Because, I, I mean. You, ju- you were just in Austin. I so. met him. It was cool. But we had lunch together. <laughs> I smoked a cigarette near him. Um, he... <laughs> What okay, I understand. they had done shows together, but mm-hmm. I forgot I forgot what I was gonna say, but now I remembered, but I'll go back to that. They had done shows together before. Right. And so you would think there was some kind of rapport because something. But so you would think that he would say something to him like afterward. Right, right. Like saying, Hey, that wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but before posting it. Yeah. Especially. And in Tony's defense, once again, he didn't know it was being recorded. No, <laughs> which but that's also, another thing. Yes. Everything's always being yeah. recorded. Mm-hmm. People, cops are murdering people on exactly, camera. and they're like, "Who saw that?" What the? I fuck? mean, but maybe that was the defense. Is well, cops are murdering people on camera and getting away with it. I can't get away with saying this on camera. <laughs> I can't get away with just saying. But You're right, we all look the same. I mean, and then it's it seems like. Every time this happens and mm. somebody gets, you know, canceled, it's very short. Well, well, then, then you, that very you start looking canceled. into like, what do other people think about this person? Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it's always like, yeah, that guy's always kind of been a dick and a narcissist and whatever, whatever the fuck. Mm. It's very rarely like, you know, if we heard like Tom Hanks say this and it, it seemed out of character <laughs> or some shit, you'd be like, oh, wait, what? Him? I'd love to hear that recording. Yeah, though. but it's I don't know. It's. After the fact, it seems like, and obviously people are only going to say, there is people out there who just want to bury somebody. Mm -hmm. And 
Definitely. And I'm not agreeing. Do I think his career should be over and the dude should be ruined? Of course not. Right. I think as a society, we need to agree. We need to come to an agreement. I don't know how the fuck we'd ever do it, but like, mm-hmm. we need to agree. Like, what deserves? What deserves forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, as far as like non-consensual sex, murder, all those things. Right. Obviously, I couldn't. Those people, you yeah. know, fuck off forever. We don't care. But like, from from perjury, from on. something like Louis C.K. where yeah. he's masturbating in front of people, uh, you know, as far as we know, without their permission, mm-hmm. or saying something that was racist or you know could have been perceived to be racist, right? In an uh, attempt at hu- do when right. when and how do those people deserve forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Um, so they can be back in the public eye and like. I don't know. Especially it's, when these people are actually doing good things for the communities they're in. But do I think in the like in the immediate aftermath, like should maybe they be dropped from their management and shit? Probably because their management doesn't want to be attached to that. I, I was gonna say it was a def- decision you made, mm-hmm. man. It was definitely understandable that people would want to distance. Do themselves. do I think that they should just be like you know, vanish forever and be banned forever and fucking just you know, never have a chance mm. to redeem themselves. And right. everybody loves a comeback story. You know, I'd like you to come back from an injury or mm-hmm. cancer. Right. Rather yeah. than saying something dumb and racist, <laughs> you know, so maybe he should get cancer and that's what, yeah, should. exactly. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like right. we need to decide who deserves forgiveness when they deserve it. How do they receive this forgiveness from society and the mm-hmm. public eye and, and go from there. But, I mean, at, having said that, these people know what's going to happen. You've seen a thousand examples, so why right. do we have this continue? It, it, the only thing I can think of is obviously that there is a certain level of, you know, ego or you think you can say whatever you want and get away with it. Mm-hmm. Or you think you're just that much of a comedic genius. Because I've heard comic, comics say that, too. I'm like just working can, it out, if, though. You can make anything funny if you figure out a clever enough way or say it right if you it's like okay but how is it worth it i've saw i've heard comics say the n-word on stage (laughs) right was it worth it it, well how fucking funny do you think louis ck once i'll go i'll go back there Mm -hmm. louis ck i heard him say it on a podcast with patrice o'neill now because he was with patrice (laughs) it lightened the blow because patrice thought it was hilarious right and it was in the context but in his special it was, you know, mm. people thought it was funny. In his special, I still find um, that nigger made the shit out of my coffee. Yeah, I can't. That is, I, it's and you think funny. It's, funny. Right. it's hilarious, and I don't know anyone who really has a problem with it. I'll see woke, right, white people now, in twenty twenty bring totally it up. If well, and here's the other thing about yeah. like racism and the Tony Hinchcliffe situation. Yeah, and, and we all know it's true. For whatever reason, racism, people think of it as black and white. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Only, black and white. Yeah. And there's no gray area. And everything below a racial slur towards blacks. Yeah. Everything else is free is game. It's just eh, not necessarily free game, but less frowned upon or, mm-hmm. or people feel like it's easier to get away with or not yeah. as big of a deal. Right. Because we all know if there of a black comic over 
open for a Tony Hinchcliffe, especially a black comic who is bigger than Tony Hinchcliffe, which would be mm-hmm. would pretty much be any black person on the face of it. <laughs> very small and. Uh, Besides uh, Kevin Hart, oh, every, any other black yeah, yeah. guy. But even if, because he was just, is just bigger as far as fame and everything, yeah. he wouldn't be open for Tony and Joe. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> well, I mean, they, but, were, they were on the same show. It wasn't exactly. necessarily open. But we all know yeah. if this is a black guy, there's no way he gets on stage afterwards. Even if the black guy was doing the hackiest, most stereotypical, right. stereotypical dumb material black and they were jokes. laughing at yeah. it. And, and he thought these people shouldn't be laughing at this shit. This it's, is just it's pity. Hack and it's making me sick. Yeah. No way he gets on stage and says, can you believe, are you laughing at that filthy N-word? Yeah. No fuck, are you kidding me? <laughs> There's no fucking way he says that. Maybe he goes Negro, no matter how but not... Smart, <laughs> no matter how smart he thinks he is, because simply because he's more afraid of the repercussions immediately right. from that black comic than he mm-hmm. is this Asian guy. Right. And he wasn't afraid of the repercussions socially, because I think he thought he was playing on right. the social settings. And then he even did, like, settings. That, uh, hack, like, Asian voice and stuff. It was mm. just bad. Was I bad. mean, referencing pe- referencing his bits, right. like, referencing Peng's bits, but, yeah, it was still Yeah, because that's bad. what, apparently that's the story, is <laughs> yeah. that he was doing really hack, like, Asian jokes, mm-hmm. and the people were just eating it up. So he was basically... Given the audience shit for la- from a county perspective for laughing right. at such hack like just easy low hanging fruit material, mm-hmm. but was also Which using may, a low hanging fruit. That may be the case, but then you yourself are doing the same thing with the the slur and the voice and the, the yeah. hack shit that you exactly. said. Exactly. Which so it's like well you put yourself on that same level as far as yeah. comedy. So yeah, and no then room. It, you could have still done that without saying the word. And that was my thing. That's Pick a lesser slur, dude. Say chopstick. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Legitimately, though, like it's something still, people would be less like, than the, the blow. Wrong with you, but right. Like, he, uh, there's a so many, and you know, it's easier. It's easy for all of us to say, you know, mm. in hindsight, you shouldn't have said this. And then people always also will use the excuse of like the the. I don't know if you remember the country singer, but he was on. Oh camera yeah, Morgan Wallen. Yeah, and said the N word, but he was drunk. I, I, I can honestly say, I get blackout drunk still, <laughs> and I shouldn't. And it's just I don't say it because it's not in my vocabulary. And it's usually there's a microphone in my face, yeah. and I never, I still never um, say. It's it. just if you're, you'd be able to hear. Especially it. you're yelling it. Yeah. Then that that's just in your vocabulary, bud. Right. It's, if so it's, the, I'm just drunk is not an excuse. If it's a subconscious fallback, that means it's pretty active. And God knows, um, just aside from slurs and shit i mean comics especially mm-hmm. amongst comics would say shit that they wouldn't say on uh camera or, or with a microphone in front of the mm-hmm. face too but having said that i'm t- I'm talking about people who aren't famous mm-hmm. if i have any level of fame which i don't and i probably won't <laughs> i'm gonna be a lot more careful yeah well about that's, the jokes that's where I i'm make. tiptoeing i'm tiptoeing when there's a camera yeah. and a microphone ahead in front of me i mean i don't know dude it's yeah there's sides to the argument, you know, and that's okay. But, so this is my last uh, opinionated question, and then um, I'll I'll take two more questions out of your time, maybe. But do you think? I don't. It's a weird. It's a weird thought. Do you think that comedians, when it comes to being socially aware, should be held to a higher a higher um, 
expectation than someone in the corporate setting? I mean, at this point, honestly, after the way I saw the president of the United States <laughs> get a pass for four years yeah, for saying the dumbest, most problematic, and right. dangerous shit. Like all of like our it's, expectations. It's one thing to say dumb shit as far as like, He's he's smart enough no not to use like racial slurs or homophobic right. homophobic slurs. He's certainly said things in the past and during his presidency that were racist and homophobic and like mm-hmm. or you knew he was beating around the bush and what he was really trying to say. But mm-hmm. then to also like tell people COVID was a hoax and you're literally putting people at risk because you know that you have the biggest platform possible. Right. And you're very influential and these people do and say whatever you tell them. I mean, just you're literally almost responsible for people's lives. So mm-hmm. if if we're going to give that guy a pass to say, like, grab her by the pussy and all this shit. Right. And he's literally the president <laughs> of the United States, the, the fucking leader of the free world. Right. Then, it, then how could at least but 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 then, you, you know, this is specific specifically for those people. How could you ever, mm-hmm. ever fucking criticize a comic for saying anything or for having an opinion you can't for having a quote unquote offensive opinion. You can't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. now if you're not on that side of people who did criticize him and and did think it was terrible that he was saying a lot of those things, right. and and did think there should be repercussions and didn't think he could be he should be able to say whatever the fuck he wants whenever he wants, right. then yeah, uh, to a certain extent, because I mean we have to keep in mind that. As a comic, your main objective mm-hmm. is making people laugh. Right. And if you, I mean, there's things I say now about cancer that I would have never said before I had cancer. Right. But even if I didn't, I mean, I, I joke about HIV and shit now that I've had cancer comparing the two. <laughs> and um, I'm doing it from a pers- perspective where I, I obviously my goal is to make people laugh mm-hmm. and to like, shed light on a situation or make things easier for people to cope with or deal with or understand or just you know it's it's um it's cliche to say but like comedy is therapy i think right both for the comic and for people listening and laughing mm-hmm. so if you're coming from a good place and I, I don't know man it's i think if you're just trying to be funny and you don't just say the words you know you can't say yeah so you do. I think you do have to be more careful as a comedian because you have a definite goal right. with your words. And people, there's people who don't agree mm-hmm. at all. They think there's certainly things you shouldn't be able to joke about, and that's it. Right. Um, and I've been in situations before, man, where I, like I did a show up north at a brewery. It's a ton of fun. Um, it's called the Ordock Brewery. If mm-hmm. you ever get a chance, you should go up there. Oh, yeah. uh, it's like mostly college students. and um, But anyway, there was a kid and his girlfriend in the audience. And I do a lot of crowd work, so mm-hmm. I was messing with the audience. And it was doing well and getting laughs. And this girl was bigger than this kid. I don't mean she was, like, heavy. She was just naturally right. stocky. She was just a – she was in, uh, like a, an above-average-sized woman. Mm-hmm. And her boyfriend was, like – smaller right like uh uh below average size dude right um so i kept saying like you're probably gonna fucking take this guy out of here and beat the shit out of him later and just kept poking just making fun of like and and i knowing that when you if you say something like that culturally 
girls get it when it actually does happen girls get away with domestic violence it's right. a, it's a huge double standard mm-hmm. it is and but i'm not thinking about this shit this in depth at the time i'm just making jokes and right. talking about like oh she probably you know because clearly it's just funny to but think like oh it's this always yeah probably bullying this guy exactly so, it's always it's funny and i keep going back to it and it's mm-hmm. getting laughs because just the like the you know visually it's funny because you know and so come to find out after the show her and this girl mind you is laughing the whole show she's having a good time mm-hmm. and then after the show her friend comes back and says like you know my friend was a uh, victim of domestic violence and she was very upset which there was no way for me to know this mm-hmm. like i i guess i could have and it, it also wasn't like it was organic it wasn't like i it was not it wasn't a bit right i didn't write this beforehand and then it wasn't premeditated it came through you know crowd work and i just right. sat it in the heat of the moment because of the difference between the the right. way they looked and it was clearly like not something that was happening yeah it was a clear um, joke so they come to yeah. find out this girl had like been abused in the past there was no way for me to know this but mm-hmm. the girl was saying that she's very upset and she demanded an apology and she wanted me to go on social media and like make a public apology and this I'm was like, the first of all nobody knows who i am this was the tall girl no this was her friend i know but but speaking for the tall girl yes yes exactly because she's outside and i'm like well she was laughing the show i thought she was having a good time if, if i hmm. i can read body language <laughs> right and a person's face and if i thought at any moment she wasn't enjoying this and she wasn't having a good time and she was upset or there you sound like aziz there. right now we'll go yeah, on. yeah. so yeah, exactly. if there's one thing we're taught it's yeah. to read the room all right lady <laughs> so but but yeah i was like you know nobody knows who i am and i if i apologize nobody's gonna have an idea what i'm talking about no nobody here care. tonight is even gonna follow me on social media nobody's gonna care so that was just a situation where i'm like this is Kind of ridiculous. Plus, also, you were putting her in the powerful um, stand. Like, yes. you were... Exactly. Yeah. I, I was putting her in the, uh, you know... <laughs> I was putting her in the driver's seat this time. Exactly. And that not that that would make it okay, but... So, I've been more mindful in the future, obviously. Mm. Of I'm not... I'm certainly not doing anything referencing... Let's just touch on domestic... Domestic violence <laughs> via crowd work. But, I mean, that... As comics... But, yeah, it's how, true. In, in, in mm-hmm. the way people react to things as you you could make fun of this and this and this and they're okay with that and they're laughing because that doesn't they it doesn't really it's not relatable for them right. that thing has it's not relatable to their trauma in their life and yeah. trauma and then you, you could laugh at shit for 20 minutes and then you say one thing that you know triggers them mm-hmm. and then suddenly it's a problem you can't right. pick and choose though what's okay for a comic to say based on your experiences in life mm-hmm. like it's you know and at some point, so there's no way for us to know. You would have exactly. to, if you ever got to the point where we have to just avoid everything. I mean, right. somebody could literally be honestly offended by just about anything. I think, you know, I think comics should be more socially aware mm-hmm. and careful. Careful. I, I No, I don't take the quotes around careful. Uh, careful. <laughs> because, I mean, that's what writing is. Writing right. is precision, it's careful. Um, but also they deserve more uh, the benefit of the doubt because mm-hmm. I mean, actual comedians, like funny ones, yeah. like they're trying to make a joke. What they're saying is mm-hmm. coming from a perspective of this is supposed to be funny. Please laugh. Yeah. 
because if you don't laugh, it just sounds sad or racist. You know, when, I, so. when I talk about cancer, even though I'm talking about me and my own experience, right? I know some people, it still rubs people the wrong way because everybody knows somebody mm-hmm. close to them that passed away from cancer right. is currently you know, in a battle with cancer. And it's, so it's always going to be weird. Mm-hmm. But it's it selfishly is just for me to help me cope and to help me deal with it. And, and just, uh, I always think back, have you ever saw the movie Patch Adams? No. Okay, well. Well, you can go on, though. There's a scene I'm... where Robin Williams is, there's this dude who's essentially on his deathbed, and he's mm-hmm. a prick to all the staff, nurses and everybody. Mm-hmm. And they're all trying to be nice and do the normal nurse shit. And he's not taking to any of it. He's just like throwing his fucking bedpan of piss across the room <laughs> and won't eat and all this shit. Mm-hmm. So Robin Williams goes in there with like a, a I don't know, a thesaurus. And he's just reading off all these different words for death and like the definitions and like essentially he's making fun of death. Right. And the guy laughs and he's like the first person he opens up to and he's actually he relates to it or or he responds to it at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's what comedy is for a lot of comics where you wanna try to tap into something maybe nobody else can from maybe a dark perspective or mm-hmm. doing something that it's not always gonna be fucking puppets and you know. I think Whatever most comedy is derived is. from something negative. The good stuff, at least. Mm-hmm. It's it's much harder to make jokes or do comedy about a divorce than it is a marriage. Right. It's it's easier to do comedy about somebody dying than it is having a baby Very, or yep. the opposite, you know? So it's that's the way comedy is. That's the way I think comedy should be. Mm-hmm. Now, race is obviously going to be easier for somebody who's not white to do because it's like... Yeah, you and you even see with age. Like mm. I, I remember when I started, and I see younger comics now who are kind of on stage and they're like bitching about this and that or life in general. Mm. And the rest of the people in the room who aren't twenty two are like, "The fuck are you talking about, man? Right? What do you have to complain about? Yeah, you <laughs> haven't even had any obstacles in life yet, yeah. maybe. I mean, yeah. Well, I think the key there is making your struggles relatable. Exactly. Universal. You want to be relatable. Um, I don't think you should ever make it a and some people do but it shouldn't be your number one objective to just be relatable because i th- right i think the best comedy is not loved by everybody right it, and it's per and it's people usually personal shit to too. it or not and and so relatable to an extent and then likable to an extent but you mm-hmm. don't want to pander right too much so i don't know man there's there's a gray area and uh oh yeah it's Comedy's tough. Comedy. It's hard, man. Comedy. <laughs> Shit's rough. All right. Christ, he hasn't been canceled yet. He I, says a lot of controversial stuff. It's the tone. Yes. It's it's real, it really it's a real is. comedic well, tone. And he knows just not to say those words. Exactly. He'll <laughs> How fucking hard he'll just, is it, man? He'll just say, I'm gay. Yeah. And doesn't doesn't punch any further. <laughs> and that's fine. All right. Um shit, we've been here for a minute. We have, dude, and I had a good time, man. Likewise. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, you guys can follow Adam Deggy on everything at Adam Deggy, just Please. how it sounds. A D A M D E G I on the Twitter, on the Instagram. The grammar. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to the promote book. before we go? When's this going to come out? Uh, tomorrow. I've got a show the 28th. On the east side of the state, backyard show, Johanna. Uh, oh hell yeah! Throws together. That's, that's is that the honorable mentions one or no? I believe so. Yes, I believe that's the thing. Hell yeah! Um, I'm doing it next month, June. 
Yeah, I'm excited. I, I couldn't do it before, and I'm, I'm going to do it now. And uh, I don't know if there's tickets left, but you can certainly look. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah, please, if you don't have a ticket, check it out. And, and they sold out last time, so it's bound right. to sell out. And I'm going to record my second album at the uh, Comedy Castle in Royal Oak, the 10th through the 12th of January. Woo! So if you're on the east side, once again, come out, laugh, bada boom, bada bing, and uh, don't get cancer. Hell yeah. Wear your sunscreen. I've been Hunter Miles. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore Hunter Miles. And you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Where Is This Going Pod and on Twitter at Where Is This GoPo. And I'm really starting to think we should put these plugs in the beginning. I really fucked up here. But thank you guys so much for listening and watching. Uh, follow Adam Deggy. Come see him perform live wherever you can. Um, wherever you can. Uh, thank you. Bye. Holla.